It's first depth chart day here on Locked On Jaguars, and we're going to run it all down for you. We'll do it in just a second. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining me, Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Quick reminder that we are free to subscribe to on our YouTube page. Make sure you tap in every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode. Hit the like button and hit that bell so you get notifications anytime we drop a show and wherever you listen to your audio podcast, We'll be there too. Make sure you tap in so you don't miss an episode. Want to give a special shout out to the everydayers of the Locked On Jaguars podcast. We call them that because, guess, they tune in every single day. And you can do the same thing if you come on back. Hopefully, you'll enjoy it. If it's your first time here, pull up a chair, man. Have a good time. We're going to talk depth chart. Let me even show it to you today. That's right, the depth chart that is. Uh, get your mind right. Uh, there it is. I'm going to, I'm going to pull this depth chart up for you. There it is right there. See, I showed you the depth chart and now I got to get it off the screen because whenever I put that depth chart up, guess what happens? My voice stops working. So I'll run it down to you. I'll, you know, let you know every single thing there is to know about that depth chart. And we'll do that here on Locked on Jaguars. You know why we're going to do it, man, because... We love y'all, man. Y'all are special. Any surprises so far on the depth chart? Uh, no, uh, a little bit, a few. We'll go through those uh, uh, on offense in segment two and on defense in segment three. A couple, a couple shocked me. Um, not from the standpoint of, and by the way, it's way too early. It's way too early. It's like they just started hitting, right? So if anybody was actually going to make a move up the depth chart they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have done it yet they wouldn't have done it by now uh the the thing i want to focus on before we actually get into reading off these names is this they kind of know who's gonna make the team you know they kind of do we all do kind of you know they you can just tell based on first of all there weren't that many spots available on the roster anyway. Based on who, who they have in the contract, the guys, and uh, the guys that are already on the contract, money that's already promised to people, money that has been paid to people, what it would be to have to cut a guy who you've already given a bunch of money to. There aren't that many spots on, on the defense. That's why folks were so perplexed that the Jaguars had all of those draft picks and they tried to trade a bunch of them, but they couldn't get anybody to take those draft picks. And the reason why people did not do it, uh, contrary to, to what everybody thinks, it's not because everybody around the league hates Trent Baalke. This was a sort of down year for drafting, right? Uh, according to now, I think anytime you get a chance to pick over players, you do it. But this is uh, according to most people, this draft wasn't one of those drafts where, you know, there were a plethora of players that everybody wanted after round one or two. So to move those picks for really what is the 
the the the currency that teams have to give up especially if you're talking about future currency they're not giving it up for a chance to draft more players in a year that's bad if anything you give them they want to keep all of their picks for next year because next year is assumed to be a really really good draft because it's it's top heavy with quarterbacks and there were some quarterbacks that went high in this one but that there are probably two or three guys that are coming out next year that are ranked higher than anybody who was who played this year so and the offensive tackle position and there's a franchise wide receiver and a real good playmaker at tight end and there was just a lot of stuff going on in next year's draft so teams were not going to give up future picks in order to move up and 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 grab players that they really didn't care for very much so this was not a good year for the jaguars to have all of those picks because quite honestly they've done a real good job of of building the team the last couple of years and i don't think there were very many spots left however there is some room when you think about guys that may not be under contract next year you have to wonder if they're going to go ahead and move those guys out and, and put some replacements in I think they've been a little bit pleasantly surprised with some of the youngsters. And I think that's indicative of the movement that uh, did happen above, uh, on the depth chart. And pardon me if you hear a noise. That's my my yard maintenance guy. He decided he was going to come and mow my grass right now while I'm doing this. But that's, a, that's okay. Um, we have some positions that will uh, – guys will get pushed. And it's, and it's going to be the depth spots. So what you hope is that the Jaguars can develop their own people, especially at certain positions, right? You, you want them to continue to develop guys along the offensive line so that they can either move some guys out. Uh, you want them to develop that fifth and sixth receiver. Um, obviously, Tank Bigsby, who didn't know that he was going to be the second running back on the team, and he's proved that in camp because he's physical, he's fast. And he, he, he looks different than anybody else that they have on their team. So that was really a no-brainer. The, the questions that people were wondering was the depth at tight end. And that room, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I was wrong about how that room is going to look. And this is the thing that you never really know about how they feel about the people that they already have. The Jacksonville Jaguars at tight, tight end is, is going to be a strength for them. So kudos to them for having – for knowing more than I know about what the what their team was going to do because they um they've really 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 done a really good job at that. So we're going to look at it all. We're going to talk about some offensive surprises like where guys are lined up. There's one or two on the offensive line. There's one at wide receiver and even tight end. We'll go over that. And then in segment 3, what we're going to do is talk about the defense and mainly edge as well as DB that slot position, the corner position, who's making moves? We talked about guys yesterday, um, Eric Hallett. We talked about him. You know, we spoke about Devon Wilson. Did those guys, did what we have been hearing about those guys, did it affect the depth chart, or do we still have to wait and see what happens in these preseason games because the starters aren't going to play very much? I think if, if anything occurs – because pretty soon the training camp portion of this is going to be over where the media can go out and see everything. At some point, they're going to scale that back once they break camp. And then all we'll be able to do is view stretching and a couple of things early and then go to the workroom, wait until they finish doing their job and practicing. And then after that, you know, talk to guys in the locker room or whoever you have scheduled 
uh, because they'll be doing a lot of installation and all of that stuff. So at some point it's going to come down to who plays the best when the lights come on, when these preseason games, that's going to determine those back end roster guys. We're going to talk about all of that stuff, all of that stuff and get to uh, trying to break this, uh, break this depth chart down. I ain't going to put it back up on the screen no more because if I do that, y'all won't be able to hear me. And uh, I got to get that figured out how I'm going to get that done. But uh, in any event, I want you guys to stick around real quick because I got a special message from one of our sponsors. And our partners at eBay Motors is that sponsor. And they teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. I really like me some Christian Watson, man. So if you're looking for a second-year fantasy wide receiver who can drive your team to big points while he catches on with a new starting quarterback, then it's elementary to target sleek packer Christian Watson. He was the ultimate scoring machine with limited catches as a rookie, and it should fit well as a young go-to guy for Jordan Love in a Packers offense in transition. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championships, and eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. All right. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories, your vehicle for your vehicle is right at the fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with ebay guaranteed fit everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away for the parts accessories that fit your vehicle just look for the green check get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply they say if it doesn't fly if it doesn't apply let it fly right well, it applies to you when you're trying to get your car parts right. Make sure you check out eBay. And it applies to you and it applies to me when we talk about getting together every single day to talk about what's going on with our favorite football team that is your Jacksonville Jaguars that I just sound like. It feels like to me I just sounded like the PA announcer, your Jacksonville Jaguars. So let's go over this offense real quick, right quick. I'm going to take a look at the depth chart, and I'll tell you what's going on. By the way, uh, one of the big sites today said that Calvin Ridley uh, won a starting job in Jacksonville. Let me explain something to you. I don't get mad when national people don't really have their finger on the pulse of this team because they don't live here, right? We live here, and I got credentials, and even if I didn't have credentials, I, I still have my finger on the pulse of the team because, well, I know other people with credentials, and plus – I can read the room and understand and take and take the temperatures of Jaguars without a thermostat, right? I know what's going on. Um, when they traded for Calvin Ridley, he had a starting position already. So there wasn't no breaking news that Pro Football Talk uh, said that Ridley won a job. Uh, we knew that when they traded for him. So 
Uh, we'll get that on out of the way. Thank, but I will appreciate you. Thank you for saying that, that he was listed as a starter. Kind of what he was supposed to be uh, when they traded for him. And who thought he wasn't going to be? Uh, I don't know why it's a shock to anybody, but we do appreciate you, uh, uh, Pro Football Talk, or I think it was Pro Football Talk that said it. Thank you very much. Um, but anyway, Calvin really is at one wide receiver. Christian Kirk is the other, and Zay Jones uh, is at the other wide receiver spot. Um, obviously, they list uh, 13 starters here because they name all three wide receivers and then they name two tight ends. So, um, yeah, that's about 13. I believe that's 13 because there's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, 13. So Trevor Lawrence is quarterback. I'm surprised nobody tweeted that out, that Trevor Lawrence won the, won the starting quarterback job here. Travis Etienne is the starting running back. Uh, we all knew that those spots were going to go like that. Here's a surprise for you. In their two tight end sets, they have obviously Evan Ingram, who was franchise tagged and signed an extension, was going to be one of them. The other one is Luke Farrell. He has played well. He has looked different. And that's a good sign in terms of what we kept, what we always talk about is drafting and developing guys, right? So that's a really, really good sign that he has taken to their coaching and they've done a really, really good job of bringing him along to the point where they feel good enough to put him on their one deep on their depth chart. So let's look at the offensive line. We know Cam Robinson's out. Uh, for the first four weeks of the season. Walker Little is listed at left tackle. The right tackle is Anton Harrison. He, he's been on the field a lot. Lately, he wasn't early on, and I was wondering what was going on with him a little bit. Right guard is Brandon Sheriff. The center, of course, is Luke Fortner. All those guys are incumbents. Blake Hans, probably because Tyler Shatley's banged up, and there is no Ben Barch right now because he's banged up. But Blake Hans, number 73, is listed as a starter on the offensive line. If they had to go out and play today, that's what it is. This is what I like, though, now. For the backup wide receivers, you have Jamal Agnew listed as the slot. Tim Jones is the outside receiver. And Kevin Austin, Kevin Austin, another guy who was in camp last year with the Jaguars, and they hung on and hung on and hung on. Big body kid out of Notre Dame, he is listed. Cam Robinson is your second left tackle. Uh, Chandler Brewer is listed at left guard on uh, the second team, along with Daryl Williams at center. Cooper Hodges, a fan favorite. He, he's Mr. Hype at practice. He, he's like Spliff Star, Flavor Flavor. He's like the hype man. Cooper Hodges is probably going to make this team. Uh, and then they have Josh Wells at right tackle. The other two tight ends, rookie Brenton Strange and Garrett Prince. Brenton Strange is listed behind Luke Farrell and Garrett Prince is listed uh, as the alternative to Evan Ingram. C.J. Beathard, obviously, and then Tank Bigsby, who's going to play a big part of it. I was wondering, like, when Doug said the other day that Travis Etienne is going to get 16 or 1,700 yards, he wants them to get downhill. How many carries does he have to do to get that? Like, does he have to have 20 carries a game to get those kind of yards, and what does that mean for Tank Bigsby? And if they're running the ball that much, is Trevor really going to be able to throw it around all of these receivers? Uh, that's a big question. Really no surprises other than Kevin Austin. Uh, I did not know how that was going to go. The, the, I think the big surprise to me is that Luke Farrell is listed with the ones and two tight end sets. And, of course, Blake Hance being listed on here. Now, we're going to do the defense. And here's where a couple of shockers will come in at for you. We'll do that defense uh, in just a second. I want you guys to make sure that you tap into Locked On NFL uh, the Wednesday edition, we uh, James Rupin and I 
we always record that and have a lot of good fun so make sure you check it out but you can listen to it every single day in fact monday through friday the same you can subscribe to the youtube page we'd love to have you and uh also wherever you get your podcast make sure you make that your next listen or your next watch all right we're gonna run it down here with segment three we're gonna talk about the defensive surprises on the depth chart i'm gonna list that for you and we'll do all of that in just a second here on locked on jaguars Segment three here on Locked On Jaguars. I know y'all ain't catch me biting my lip, right? Locked On Jaguars, we're discussing the depth chart, the first depth chart of the preseason. It's not way too early. I don't want to call it the way too early depth chart, but it is early. They had to put one out. Um, Everybody, you know, a lot of teams have put it out. It's not the definitive one, though. We have to really, really wait and see exactly what's going to happen throughout the entire season. So it's not the definitive uh, depth chart. but it's it's almost a sign of, and you'll see that with the defense. If you if you can check it out, you'll see with the defense that it's a little bit of a sign of things to come, possibly things to come. And it gives you an idea of the thinking of the franchise so far. Let me give you the starters. So last year they had a nose tackle, a defensive lineman, and a defensive man, or a nose tackle, a defensive tackle. This year, it looks really, really like a 3-4, right? They list two defensive ends and one nose tackle, right? The nose tackle is obviously Devon Hamilton. The starting ends listed are Roe Robertson-Harrison, Folurunzo, Fatukazi, right? Uh, The Will and the Sam linebacker. They don't list them as outside linebackers. They list them as Will and the Sam. The Will is Josh Allen. The Sam is Trayvon Walker. The two interior off-ball linebackers, of course, for Yusade Oluwakan and Devin Lloyd, not Chad Moore. It's Devin Lloyd listed as the starter. The corners, the three corners here are Darius Williams, Tyson Campbell, and Trey Herndon is still listed as the starting slot with Andre Sisco at free safety and Sean Jenkins at strong safety. Now, here's where, where it gets interesting because we want to see where the depth is. And I'm going to start on the defensive line. And like I said, it's early, but it's not necessarily too early. Uh, Dewan Smoot is not listed on here because, I, you know, I think it has something to do with him uh, coming back from injury. Of course, you know, he did sign some, a contract with guaranteed money, so he's not listed here yet. And he probably won't be until he's a full, full participant. But Henry Mondo is Devon Hamilton's backup. And Mondo isn't a big guy. He's like 290. He probably looks bigger than his listed weight. I think they listed Henry. They list Henry Mondo at about 290 pounds. He looks a little bit bigger than that, but he's your interior guy. Jeremiah Ledbetter is one in, and Adam Gotsis. Adam Gotsis is like the Tyler Shatley of the defense. He's gonna be. He's gonna get a one year, one or two year contract. Uh, and probably my grandson will be grown, and you'll still see both of them on the roster. Uh, some surprises here at the Will spot, that Josh Allen spot, Yasir Abdullah. All six foot one, 249 pounds of him is listed as a second team outside linebacker along with Kayla Von Chason. And I know people are like, really? Yeah, uh, really. Uh, I know how y'all feel about Kayla Von, okay? Uh, still inside with Shaquille Quarterman and Chad Muma. I, you know, I thought Ventura Miller would, you know, a little bit of a slow start. I was a little bit banged up in some of the mini camps, so he, he hasn't really – done as much so those are the two guys that are listed at inside linebacker 
Uh, Tavon Campbell, number 29, is Darius Williams' backup, according to this. Monteric Brown is Tyson Campbell's backup, with the slot being Greg Jr. So Gregory Jr. is the first guy that you're going to see have an opportunity to unseat Trey Herndon, according to this. And, of course, Daniel Thomas and Andrew Wingard, two favorites uh, fans really like both of those guys. So it gets interesting with the third string because these are guys that a lot of them will make the team and a lot of guys are going to be fighting. The shocker to me is Jordan Smith being behind Yarsi Abdullah. Jordan did was coming back from an injury, um, didn't participate as much, but in camp he's been out there, but his reps have really, really been limited. Uh, him and DJ Coleman are listed as the backups of the third team outside linebackers. It'll be interesting to see how many the Jaguars actually keep. So on the defensive line, Raymond Vohasic is listed as the third string nose tackle, along with Tyler Lacey and Deshaun Dixon. So Deshaun Dixon is probably where you'll see them with Smoot or Jeremiah Ledbetter, or I'm wondering if they're going to use Smoot in two spots, whether he be a hand on the ground defensive end, uh, a defensive end when they go to their nickel package, which is a four down set, a four down lineman, and will they kick somebody inside? Maybe Trayvon goes to a three technique position and then um, Smoot may may stand up depending on where his weight is and, and you know, where what his physical condition looks like. Uh, closing this out, Caleb Johnson and Ventrell Miller are the guys in the middle, along with Chris Claybrooks as an outside corner behind Trayvon Campbell. So Claybrooks has some work to do. Eric Hallett is behind Monterey Brown. If they keep five corners. Well, they keep five corners. That's going to include the nickel. So Trey Herndon, Greg Jr., Eric Hallett, Chris Claybrooks, Chris Braswell, all those guys are going to be fighting. We're going to have to see how they go out and play in games. And then you have to factor in if somebody gets banged up. Antonio Johnson and Latavius Brini uh, round out the secondary at safety. Johnson is listed as a free safety here. And I think that is very interesting. But I think – I don't have any doubts that Antonio Johnson is at the very least the fifth safety and might even be the fourth safety if they start to break all of this down. You know, the kickers are Brandon McManus and Logan Cook. They might have one of the top five or six tandems in the league with that. Uh, the long slap snap, the long slapper. Yeah. The long snapper is Ross Matizic and um, um, Jamal Agnew. Yard man making all that noise. That's fine. Jamal Agnew is the kick returner and your punt returner. And uh, he's also uh, one of those weapons that will be used on offense. So a couple of surprises. Abdullah already being ahead of uh, of Jordan Smith. Um, the absence of Fred Smoot because, you know, you're kind of wondering where they're going to use him. And then um, really the nickel situation. Well, Trey, I think Trey Herndon, I'm going to tell you, I think Trey Herndon's going to be fighting for his life in the preseason. Those guys are going to play a lot. I would not, you know, Doug Peterson did tell Steve Smith yesterday, the great Steve Smith, by the way. Um, I saw this interview on TV where he told him they're going to play the starters because these guys want to play and you want to get a feel for them and they want to get out there. They've been in camp all this time. But I don't expect them to go too long, right? And when they don't go long, the names you know, the second-tier guys, they'll be in the game, and you'll be able to see who's going to try to make a difference and make a football team. Obviously, the younger players have to do more. They can't – it can't be – you can't just play as well as one of the starters. In my opinion, T. 
teams will eventually they will go for guy go with the veteran guys if there's no difference, right? Um, especially when those veteran guys aren't making a whole lot of money, like Trey Herndon's not making a whole bunch of, a whole ton of money. It's just going to be interesting to see how these guys are able to make the team. Because Steve Smith also asked Doug yesterday, he said, man, you, how do you tell people they have every chance to make the team? You got 90 guys out there, basically. Think we really have a chance. So Doug Peterson says, you, you know, you have to be honest with them. They, you know, it's a tough road for a lot of these guys, basically. And um, you have to do something. If you're a young kid, you just have to make them say, dang, man, we can't cut him. They have to know that there's some blue sky with you. They, GMs lo no, love nothing more than guys who are who are not making a whole bunch of money but giving a whole bunch of production. They love that more than anything, okay, outside of maybe a great quarterback and a, and a great pass rusher. But you get my point. The point is, is they're incentivized usually to keep the cheaper guy and to keep the younger guy because there's more blue sky and more grass in front of him when they already sort of know what, and it sounds like I'm saying two different things from what, something different from what I said a few minutes ago. For a team that wants to, for a team that thinks that they can make a playoff run, you want those veteran guys, right? But if the veteran guy is making way more money than the younger guy and the younger guy is running neck and neck with him and the team feels like he has a bigger upside than the veteran guy, then that's when you start seeing them uh, sort of make some moves and make some changes. The good thing is the Jaguars will have a practice squad and they'll be able to, you know, keep some of these guys or use some of them who play well in the preseason as capital to be able to make some deals with other teams and get some draft picks that'll go towards the back, picks that you can hook up with other picks and move up in the draft. You know, these sixth and seventh round picks, folks kind of poo-poo them until – you put them with the third rounder and you end up going up to the second round or you put a couple of them with the third rounder and you get in the second round. So that's how this all works, but we'll see how it plays out for the rest of the week. And we'll also, the guys had a day off today, but we'll uh, it'll give us an incentive to really pay attention to that Dallas game to see who makes a move at nickel, who makes a move at pass rush. It'll give you a chance to see how guys respond under the real lights. And these ain't quite the real ones, but for, for a lot of these people that won't make it to the regular season, these, this is about as real as it's going to get for them to have an opportunity to go out and show you what they can do. We show you what we can do every day here on the Locked on Jaguars podcast. Make sure you tap in every single day and make us your first listen because it's your team every day. Shout out to the everydayers and the new listeners or watchers. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate you. Come back tomorrow and you'll be in every day or two. Until then, you guys take care of each other, and we'll see you next time here on the Locked on Jaguars podcast.